And I don't think God's disappointed with us. I don't think He looks down at us with shame. I don't think He looks down at us with uh, disappointment or, or judgment. I think God gets it. And I think this is actually maybe the natural journey for each one of us who would follow Jesus. That at some point in our lives, what has been will not be enough to carry us where we're going. And we will, we will enter into these crux moments, these liminal spaces. And very often, as C.S. Lewis says, pain is God's megaphone to the world. Welcome to the Follower Podcast, a place for conversations about following Jesus to the depths of his heart and the ends of the earth. My name is Matthew Lewis, and I am so glad that you are here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Follower Podcast. It's um, so good to be in your ears. Uh, I haven't been in your ears for uh, really since last year. And um, uh, it's been a while and we've been through a lot since then. We've come into a whole new year, 2022. And I'm just really, really grateful that I get to do this. And I wanted to say Happy New Year to you. We're already fully into the swing of it. But I hope so far this year has been uh, good to you. I hope that you are finding hope where you are and uh, joy where you are and purpose where you are and comfort where you are. And uh, I hope that this new series is going to be a gift to you in so many ways. Um, A little bit about the new series. Some of you may have known that my dad uh, died in November last year, November 6th. And so obviously it's been a really difficult season for me and my family. And I did want to share that here because, uh, you know, this follower community is in some strange way an extension uh, of my own community. Uh, I get messages from you guys and we have conversations. And um, there are so many people who are now in my world really because of the podcast. And so I just wanted to take some time out and acknowledge that and and say thank you for the messages that came in and the emails that came in uh, during this time. It has anybody who's been through pain or uh, grief like this knows that it's um, it's a difficult thing. Really, it is. But uh, I was saying to a friend today, actually, as much as it is hard, I can say with all sincerity, I can see the goodness uh, that the Lord is producing in it. So really grateful for that. And that brings us to our new series. Um, You know, I was listening to another podcast actually by, uh, it's called The Habit, and it's a podcast on writing for writers. And they were interviewing a guy called Philip Yancey. Some Some of you may have heard of Philip through his work, like What's So Amazing About Grace and other things like this. And Philip Yancey was saying, you know, when he writes a book, it really starts with a question. It's that he writes a book for himself. And he becomes a student as he writes, and then he offers that book to people uh, that it would be a help for them. And I think uh, this next podcast series that we're going to be entering into today uh, is in very many ways that it's me in my own grief and my own pain asking, what do we do with pain? Or more likely, what does God do with pain if we, if we let him? And I think this is not only really important for me to journey through as a person, but I think uh, in terms of our cultural moment, I don't think I know anyone who isn't mourning or grieving in some way over something. These past two years have been really hard years for us as a planet. And so 
I uh, wanted to put this series together. It's called Into the Deep, and we'll see why in just a few minutes. But what it really is, is an exploration of what what God can do if we let him with those moments that we face that are full of disappointment or grief or pain or hardship of some kind. How can God meet us in these things? And how can he lead us uh, into the deep, uh, into deeper friendship with him? And so to begin, I wanted to read a, a passage of scripture to you that really spoke to me um, from Luke chapter 5. And it is uh, Jesus' calling of the first disciples. And so as we read it, I just invite you, wherever you are, uh, just to take a moment to be still. If you can, find a chair, um, have a seat. Uh, If you can get comfortable, get comfortable. And really, even if you need to maybe pause this podcast while you get into a place of listening. So as you're sitting where you are, um, I'm going to be reading for us and just allow these words to wash over you and and really listen in for one phrase or one idea uh, that the Lord might be wanting to draw your attention to uh, today as you listen. Luke chapter 5 from verse 1. On one occasion... While the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, He said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. Now, I think one of the great gifts of story is that story can speak to us in so many different ways. And this particular story, if you're anything like me, you've probably read it a few times. Um, And, you know, it can speak different things to us at different times in our life. Most recently, I was reading the story, and I think the thing that stood out to me uh, this particular time was really uh, the fisherman. Um. As I I put myself in their shoes and as I really thought about their experience that day, um, a few questions started to sort of rise up in my heart. Um, I I wondered 
how exhausted they were. I wondered if they uh, were maybe disappointed or even anxious or even confused. I wondered if um, maybe they had got to that place where, you know, in the words of Simon there, they had fished all night and caught nothing. And what it would have been like to, to sit next to the lake of Gennesaret um, as as they, they had these empty nets. And, and you know, the passage says that, that Jesus saw these boats and the fishermen had left them by the side of the sea and then were cleaning their nets. And so there is kind of this picture of like they've packed it in, they're done for the day. They've tried everything they can for the night and they've come up empty. And so at the very least exhausted, possibly disappointed, maybe anxious about uh, where they would get their next meal. And then as I wondered about the fishermen, I started to wonder about you. Uh, I wondered if you've ever been exhausted or disappointed or anxious or confused all at the same time. I wondered if you had ever gotten to a place in the last two years uh, where you have tried so hard for so long to see something change, to get a breakthrough in an issue, and then despite your best attempts have come up empty. I wonder if you in the last two years or at some point in your life have ever reached the end of yourself and wanted to pack it all in to leave your boats at the water's edge and get busy washing your empty nets before you head home to sleep and hopefully have better luck next time. I wondered if you know what it's like not to get the job or the girl or the guy. I wondered if you know what it's like to swallow hard after that life-shaking diagnosis um, I wonder if you know what it's like not to be healed I wonder if like me you know what it feels like when they die These are, of course, rhetorical questions in some sense because I don't think that there's anybody listening to this right now who can't relate in some way to these exhausted fishermen on the side of the lake that day. Um, and that would be the first thing that stands out to me is to really encourage us to say um, we're not alone in our journey that for the longest time people have been finding themselves exhausted by the side of the sea. And what's interesting, you know, is um, this place uh, where Jesus found these guys, uh, Gennesaret, it's, it, it's known for its fertility as an area. Uh, it's known to be a place with an abundance of fish. So even within that, uh, there's a paradox there. There's a this is the place where we catch fish. This is, this is where people would travel, you know, from distant places to come and get fish here. And yet there's nothing. And so even for those of us who are in some way seasoned followers of Jesus, this last season and seasons like it can leave us even in that place where we've tried everything that's familiar and known. We've done the thing that works. We've prayed the prayer. We've fasted the fast. And still our nets are empty. And, and this is really what this series is about, is that, is that what do we do with those moments? Or more likely, a better question is, what can God do 
with those moments if we let him. Because the second thing that really stands out to me from the story is the invitation of Jesus amidst the disappointment of the fishermen. Um, it, it, you know, it wouldn't have been lost on Jesus that these fishermen are washing their nets with empty boats. And yet after teaching, his command to them is go out into the deep and let down your nets. Another interesting thing about this lake is that it was notorious for storms. And so, you know, Simon Peter being a seasoned fisherman would have known what that meant. And you can almost hear a little bit of the reluctance in his voice. Uh, You know, we fished all night and caught nothing. And yet his response, but at your word, master, we will go into the depths. And there they they throw their nets over the side of the boat. And just as Jesus has promised, there is a catch for them. So weighty, so significant, so substantial that uh, they have to actually call others to come and help them bring it in. And then there is this revelation of who Jesus is and the miracle of it all. And my kind of working thesis for this series, my idea is that I think sometimes our moments of pain and disappointment, some of the moments that many of us are facing, I know I am facing it, but I know many of us are facing it, can be the very moment where we hear the voice of Jesus meet us and invite us to follow him into the depths. And I I look around at our culture and I see mass deconstructionism. I see doubt in in every angle. I see the church, particularly in the West, uh, kind of hemorrhaging people. And I think there is this growing sense, uh, maybe in, in a large number of people, that they were told a lie. They were told a lie that there are, there are fish in the sea. And that if they'll just uh, pray hard enough or trust long enough or fast more or repent harder or go to enough church services or do whatever the thing is, then the catch would be guaranteed. And, and that somehow for them, they find their nets are still empty. And I just want to maybe offer a thought, which is to say, maybe the problem was never with the fish in the sea. Maybe the problem was with where we were fishing. And I don't want to assume that the fishermen were fishing in the shallows, but could it be that for some of us, uh, the pain we're feeling now is the disappointment we have to deal with because maybe we gave our lives to a shallow understanding of God. And I don't think God's disappointed with us. I don't think he looks down at us with shame. I don't think he looks down at us with uh, disappointment or, or judgment. I think God gets it. And I think this is actually maybe the natural journey for each one of us who would follow Jesus. That at some point in our lives, what has been will not be enough to carry us where we're going. And we will, we will enter into these crux moments, these liminal spaces. And very often, as C.S. Lewis says, pain is God's megaphone to the world. And so I'm hoping to uh, comfort those who are in pain through this series. I'm hoping also to um, uh, challenge those who are maybe a bit complacent in their friendship with God and invite us a little bit deeper. But I'm also hoping to, I guess, in a way, talk some people off the ledge of abandoning Jesus. Because I really do think that uh, the issue isn't necessarily with the fish in the sea, but maybe with where we're fishing. And maybe there is a catch that belongs to those who, even in the midst of their disappointments and pain, will follow Jesus 
into the deep. And so we're going to have different people on uh, for the next six weeks or so. You're going to hear from people like Carolyn Arens and uh, Strawn Coleman and Xavier Morin and Trevor Hudson and um, uh, a whole bunch of other great speakers. Uh, and they're just going to offer some wonderful thoughts and insights about their journey from that place of disappointment on the shores into the deep and friendship with God. And hopefully they can give each one of us as we listen, myself included, a picture of what's possible in Jesus. And so that that's really just uh, this first episode, guys, just an introduction to the series. I hope even as you've read this, there have been some helpful and encouraging thoughts that have really stood out to you. I cannot wait um, to share these conversations with you in the coming weeks because each one of them have been so meaningful and helpful to me in so many different ways. And so... Uh, if you are listening, of course, welcome. If you haven't yet, uh, go over to the Instagram page and follow We Are Follower. Uh, just to say from now on, all follower podcast stuff and really all the ministry of follower, which is a slowly growing community, will be hosted on Instagram on the We Are Follower page and not on the Matt Lewis 516 page. So if you haven't yet followed that, go ahead and do that. If you haven't yet subscribed, you can go to mattlewis.co.za and subscribe to the mailing list and you'll get all information about new retreats and all those kinds of things coming up. But for now, um, I just really pray that uh, wherever this finds you, wherever this series meets you in your walk with Jesus, that over the next couple of weeks, we could journey together uh, through the stories of others into the deep uh, and to friendship with God. So thanks for listening, friends. Uh, I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. And I, I thought I would just end this one off with a little clip from the episode that's on its way to you next week. I hope you enjoy. One of the biggest things I've realized is that I, I was so unprepared uh, to experience doubt, to experience any turbulence in my life with Christ. And one, one of the things that would have helped a lot was to know that uh, a season of doubt, you know, whether you call it a, a dark night of the soul or however you understand it or frame it, is actually um, very normal <laughs> in, yeah, the, yeah, in the life yeah. of long-term God followers. And it has certain purposes and invitations, which we can maybe unpack together if you want to talk more about it. But um, I, at that time, had no frame of reference for it. I don't know actually how I had missed how often that's part of the experience of, of even the biblical heroes of the faith and right. then of, of the witness of of believers for 2,000 years. So I, I, I'm actually pretty passionate now about talking to Christians about the role of doubt in the life of faith.